0: The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy! Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000, and guess what? Five of them are great! It's Great Lakes Celebrates! With your host, Elena Gonzalez! Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders! I'm Mike Bobbitt, think of me as the salt in your better made. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's
1: Elena Gonzalez. Hey, Mike.
0: Hello, Elena. How are you? I'm doing great. What's really cool about this is, you know, I've come up with ideas in the past for how we could podcast together. And I like that we have had this opportunity to do this show. Great Lake Celebrates together. Yes. It's a lot of fun getting to see you every week.
1: It is. everybody needs more more Mike Bobbitt in their life. And I was I'm... thinking
0: everyone needs more <laughs> Elena Gonzalez in their life.
1: Oh, I am really happy to to see you for for more than just just one reason. Um, and that's because I recently uh, I got a new dog. And oh uh, yes, what kind of dog? His name is Gus, and he is a uh, boxer pit mix. Okay, he is gorgeous.
0: Is he one of like the little ones, or is he like a bigger?
1: So he is. uh He is a bigger dog that believes he is one of the little ones. Oh no! Yes, so he is at uh, seventy-five pounds of of lap snuggle dog. Oh, uh huh, and he. Just turned two, so we just had his second birthday, or his fourteenth
0: if we're doing it yes, in dog years. If you're
1: doing it correctly, and my son was so excited. But he is every bit of puppy still. So he's Aww. he's so excited, and I'm trying to get him on a routine. You know, so we're we're walking all of the time now, and I'm going through training, and we're we're gonna start training classes soon, and because there was a. Uh, he, we'll we'll say rescue light okay he was a friend of a friend of a friend was in a situation and needed help and and so there was a lot of things that didn't happen for him when he was when he was a puppy so I'm trying to catch up oh but um well, you guys
0: have that really nice park right by your house too Yes. So.
1: oh that's gonna be awesome and as the weather's getting nicer it's also been great for me to realize just how much I have not been walking oh. uh, <laughs> because I'm tired. Oh I'm, no! I'm, I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little tired. So it this this training will be will be good for for both Gus and and me to to get off the couch. So I'm excited to come back and, and sit on your couch.
0: I have been trying to get my kid to walk more, mm-hmm. and he ends up being less of a um, Christopher Walken and more of a Carrie Elways, meaning I am carrying him. <laughs> So I'm getting, my left arm is like really, you know, building up Uh from carrying a 30 pound toddler everywhere. Oh man. But we are going to be talking to someone about dogs today. So this is perfect. I know.
1: Congratulations on Gus. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Gus made an appearance in a couple of the interviews. I uh, I think we may have edited him out, but if you hear Gus- uh, now you will know uh, who who that is uh, yeah all of our stories are uh, are animal related as well It's a very cool. very uh, very furry episode this week a very very important animal uh, in in the world uh, are are bees
0: yes they are this is the kind of crazy I married the good kind of crazy uh-huh. when Alice and I lived in California if she saw a bee, On the pavement or whatever, she would scoop it up, take it into the shade on a flower in the shade, and you know, maybe even put a little drop of water there. So she would rescue bees by hand.
1: Oh my gosh, I know
0: I married a literal saint. You did, I did. Oh, she's the queen bee, baby. She is the queen bee.
1: Well, later this year, um, a nonprofit group called Bees in the D. Uh, will break ground on Detroit's first educational community center and Michigan Native Botanical Gardens. Wow! So, I know, isn't that exciting? They're That's gonna so cool upcycle some shipping containers that will be entirely dedicated to the conservation of native bees, butterflies, and other pollinators, uh, and it will be the headquarters for Bees in the D. Uh, it's going to be just outside of Fourteenth uh, Street and Popular Street. Sorry, Poplar. Poplar. Popular, Poplar. Yeah,
0: you're not poplar. in the musical Wicked,
1: right? <laughs> popular, Fourteenth <laughs> and Poplar, uh, in Detroit's core city neighborhood, just outside of Woodbridge. And fun fact: as we're talking, about I did know this. I know what you're going to say. Yes, Angie, the the lovely and talented Angie Amon, the the brains behind all of this, producer extraordinaire, uh, had her yard certified. As a National Wildlife Habitat last year. She did. And uh, and she's been working to to turn her her place into, into a home for pollinators. So- yes.
0: It also gets Marty, her other half, out of having to cut the grass all the time.
1: Oh. Yes. There's a nice little added bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can learn more at beesinthed.com. I'm really excited for that. I love
0: how shipping containers get repurposed oh into gosh, cool yeah. things like this. So I can't wait to check this out.
1: Yeah. In other animal news, animal shelters all over Michigan were busy tallying up donation amounts following what would have been Betty White's 100th birthday this past January. And unfortunately, you know, Betty is, is no longer with us. Wait, but, what? Yeah. Yeah. No. This is, Y- you, I hope. Oh. No. Yeah. They didn't want to lose that momentum, though. And to honor Betty and her love of animals, they're still collecting donations. DDR, Detroit Dog Rescue, raised $20,000 and now plans to rename a section of their shelter after Betty White. That's cool. They also now play the theme song to Golden Girls every time a dog is adopted. Oh. How cute is that? That is awesome. Oh, thank you for being a friend. Michigan Humane Society uh, raised $30,000. Uh, Michigan Animal Rescue League raised seventeen, dollars And Detroit Pit Crew raised close to $25,000 with a donor matching that. So they got almost $50,000. Wow. And this covers shelters in northern Michigan, uh, including Great Lakes Humane Society, Little Traverse Bay Humane Society, Cherryland Humane Society and others raised almost $30,000 in total. That's so great. What a
0: cool legacy to leave behind. Yes. Like no one has ever said anything negative about Betty White. And then you have all these people wanting to honor her and her love of animals in such a cool and thoughtful way.
1: It, it really is. It, it's how I think you would want to be remembered and to if we could all be a little more Betty, I think that's that's a great way to go. That's,
0: oh, I think yeah. you just designed our first shirt.
1: <laughs> One okay. person who is a lot more Betty is Nicholas Meyer, and I had the chance to talk to him. He works for um, an organization called Hope, and you're going to learn a lot more about it. But they deal in in crisis situations. And dogs are are the key helpers there. Whoa. It's yeah, it's it's really fascinating.
0: Cool. Well I look forward to hearing that interview right after this.
1: nicholas how are
2: you i am wonderful
1: (laughs) uh so nicholas i i've been very excited to talk to you not only because i am back in the dog owner world myself uh i've always i've always loved dogs but i've read a little bit about about hope and that's i know that that's what we're going to be talking a lot about today i feel i've educated myself but if you would please let our listeners know what is Hope
2: Hope Animal Assisted Crisis Response is a nationwide group of canines whose mission is to provide comfort and encouragement through animal assisted support to individuals who have been affected by crises and disasters.
1: So when you say provide assistance, give me an example of, of something that a, that a hope dog might do.
2: Well, I can give you uh, an example of what happened uh, to us uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, There was a fifth grader who passed away unexpectedly at an elementary school, smaller elementary school in the UP, and the local prepare team or the crisis response team for the intermediate school district called us in to assist with the counseling and the emotional support of these children and faculty when they came back to school. I called another team and we deployed to the school. We met with the teachers and staff on Sunday. We are there to support the counselors. We don't do the counseling. We're just at the end of the leash. The dogs provide the (laughs) comfort. And then we worked at the school for the next day giving support to the the students. We began first thing in the morning with a little meet and greet at the door. When the kids came in, uh, none of them were expecting to see a dog at the door. And that just kind of changed the emotional tenor of the kids when they came in, uh, added a few smiles. And the dogs kind of just kind of greased the skids, if you will for the counselors and the other uh, social workers to do their job.
1: That's great. So in a in a case like that, I know I've heard a lot about therapy dogs when we talk about anxiety and, you know, it's it's been in the news a lot with what they're allowing on planes and, and where therapy dogs are allowed and where they aren't allowed. So, but in a scenario that you just described... How how would you say that that's different than than a therapy dog?
2: Well, the first thing we need to really do is differentiate therapy dogs versus crisis response canines because they are uh, a different uh, they have different roles. Uh, we can do away with service dogs at this point. Service dogs are a special classification covered under the Americans with Disabilities Act, where they provide a single service for a single individual. Then we have this, and, category. and just
1: to clarify, that would be like a, a, a seeing eye dog, for instance. Yeah. Right? Um,
2: okay. Our our black lab, uh, who is currently a hope dog, is a former leader dog for a blind oh, friend of ours.
0: Nice. So,
2: uh, yeah. So they're they're covered, and those are the uh, medic alert dogs uh, and the other uh, assistance dogs. Okay. Then you have this, uh, Then you have this other broad category called emotional support animals. And it's kind of a fluid definition. Uh, they're protected under the Housing uh, Act. And it's just, it's just kind of a broad, kind of an ethereal category. Then you have uh, uh, the therapy dogs. And therapy dogs go into schools and hospitals and nursing homes. Their visits are short. They, there are no severe emotional things going on. There are not a lot of loud, lot of loud noises uh, craziness, uh, uh, unusual smells. They go in for a couple hours maximum. Uh, for example, we take our dogs every week to the local elementary school and the children read to the dogs.
1: Oh,
2: and so that's their therapy dog role. Okay. And so we know we're going to travel every day there. I know that tomorrow morning you know, at uh, eight o'clock, we're hopping in the car, we're going to school. They're going to expect us and uh, I'm going to do two, three and four five tomorrow. Uh, my <laughs> wife is going to do K1 and 4 or 5. Uh, and that's therapy dog stuff. But a crisis response canine is a special canine. Not all therapy dogs can do this sort of work. Okay, It involves intense emotions. Uh, it involves loud noises. It involves... Unexpected travel. It involves travel by unexpected means. They are a longer deployment. The dogs are trained in FEMA's incident command structure. Uh, And so it's kind of, and we're trained in psychological first aid, a lot of different things. One of the best analogies I can do to explain the difference is a registered nurse who works on the floor of a medical surgical unit in a hospital is what therapy dogs do. The trauma. Nurse that flies on the helicopter is what the crisis response canines do.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, they can work on a calendar. They can work on a schedule. There may be unexpected things, but they're within the scope of of what they're probably used to. Um, right. Whereas, whereas, yeah, you get in that helicopter and you have no idea what you're walking it's into. It's not. A,
2: it's not unusual for us. For me to get a phone call at six o'clock on a Sunday night saying there's been a student death. Can you have teams there in the morning? And up we pack and off we go. And then we're into the scene the next morning. We've had teams from the Midwest have gone to the Boulder shooting oh, and work there. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. We've had teams from the Midwest uh, go down to the Surfside collapse, condo collapse, and work there for a period of uh of a week or so at a time. Uh, our first deployment, my wife and I, our first deployment was the Navy yard shooting in 2013. we got called on Saturday. We were in a plane on Sunday and we had pause on the ground on Monday. And we were there for a full week working with uh, those people that were affected. So it's, uh, much more intense, unusual transportation, sudden transportation, which not all therapy dogs can do that. So if you're a therapy dog team and you've been doing therapy work for a year, you can apply to Hope. Okay. Then you go through a special screening process. And if you're successful in the screening process where we evaluate both the handler and the canine, then you can complete a three-day workshop in crisis intervention and then go on uh, and can do your continuing education over the years. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty involved.
1: Now, is there a certain breed or, or type that you, that you see over and over that, that tends to do well in this kind of, in this kind of work?
2: Well, we're not breed specific at all. Uh, It depends on the dog. With Hope, um, our smallest dog is a Shih Tzu, a cute little dog named Oliver. He can play the piano. The ukulele and does magic tricks. What? Um, (laughs) <laughs> on one end, yeah. It's, he's, Oliver it's,
1: needs to be my next interview. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, and on the other hand, uh, our largest dog is about—I think he's a 180-pound newfie. So it doesn't make the the breed does not make uh, a difference. It's the temperament of the dog, the ability of the dog to handle stress, loud noises, sudden changes, unusual travel, going through TSA training. Uh,
1: Mm. exposure
2: to uh firefighting apparatus and things like this so it's it's not the specific breed it's the uh how well the dog can handle that.
1: That makes sense. How did you first get involved with Hope? You mentioned that you that you have a couple dogs yourself. How did you How did you start working with Hope?
2: Well, back in oh, I guess two thousand eight or nine, I was actually at a street fair in Grand Rapids, okay. and I ran across somebody who uh, a dog that had a vest on that said West Michigan Therapy Dogs, mm-hmm. and I got to talking to him and. I said, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what they do. And because my wife and I have always had uh, had dogs and uh, I was really interested. And I had just gotten a big 135 pound doofy lab that I had, mm-hmm. that we rescued. And we thought, wow, this is going to be a good dog to do therapy work. And so we were planning on later that year, getting involved and in going through their classes. And the uh, poor guy uh, got lymphoma and passed away. So we oh, I'm to, so
0: sorry to hear that.
2: But immediately after we lost Gunnar, we had a friend who worked for Golden Retriever Rescue. You and we said we'd like to get another dog, and uh, she said, "Well, come on down, and I have uh, we have several here at, at the house, and you can take a look at them. And first one we looked at was about a year old and just dumb as can be and bouncing <laughs> off the wall, just a, just a flaky one-year-old. And but then she we told her we wanted a dog for therapy work, and she says, uh, I think I have the dog for you.' And out comes this beautiful golden retriever. We fell in love with immediately. Three legs. And uh how did you and we said, Well, how'd she lose a leg? We said cancer, bone cancer, when she was a puppy. And I thought, oh man, we just lost a dog. We want to go through this again. And so we said, oh, she'd been, uh, she'd been cancer free almost two years. So we said, oh, what the heck? And she turned into one of the most incredible therapy dogs. And then later on uh, did a wonderful job as a whole crisis canine. A month after we took our certification class for Hope was when we headed to the uh, Navy Yard. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah. So we, uh, we, went right into the uh, right into the fire and really uh, really cut our chops on that and my wife had gone my wife uh, had a dog that was a black lab and he was a leader dog jet belonged to a friend of ours who was blind and jet developed cancer on his leg and was not expected to live so our friend retired jet to us and we mm-hmm. brought him up to the cottage in the UP, and we were going to let Jet uh, just spend the last few remaining months of his life playing on the beach and just being right. a dog mm-hmm. and, and the other dog. So we were doing doggy hospice, and uh, the sucker went into remission. and <laughs> uh, and he lived for four years. Uh, and so we ended up making him a therapy dog. And then, uh, he went through the whole training at the same time Katie Lynn did. And his first deployment was an Navy yard shooting. Oh uh, my so gosh. Now, uh, we've lost both, both, both those dogs have since, uh, gone to the rainbow bridge, but, uh, they were just incredible. Hope, uh, hope canines, and and all of our all of our canine teams uh, throughout the Midwest and throughout the country all have stories like that, or uh, are all just wonderful, wonderful uh, canines with incredibly wonderful handlers.
1: That is so amazing. If if someone is listening and and they would like to get involved, I know that you said that the first step is to go through the therapy dog process, but what would be what would be a good starting place, where could we direct them to a website or, or something for them to, to look into?
2: Well, if they're currently a registered or a certified therapy dog team through one of the major certifying organizations, like for example, the Alliance of Therapy Dogs or Pet Partners, or any one of a number of regional uh, organizations, and if they've had a year under their belt, uh, or if Gus, there, that's right. Yes, uh, for, this um, is this
1: is an audio. Uh, <laughs> this is <an> audio. <laughs> So what what Nicholas is able to see that that the rest of you can't is that uh, that my dog Gus is popping in to say hi. Man, I don't
2: blame him. He is. <laughs> he looks like he's a lover. Yeah, uh, he
1: is so cute. All anyway, right, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, so they could you know, they
2: could go to. Well, the most important thing to remember is is your dog is the most important thing in this interview. You know, uh, everything else is secondary. Yes. Uh, but. What you uh, want, the first thing, uh, if you're a member of a registered therapy organization, uh, after you've had at least a year in the organization and have made a minimum of 12 therapy visits, then you can apply to HOPE. Uh, and there's a screening process. Uh, our web page is HOPE aacr.org, and there's a link there to click on being a member. You fill out an initial inquiry, and then uh, you'll do an online orientation to see if you still want to continue with the process. Uh, There's an application to fill out. There's a criminal history check that you have to go through. Our teams uh, are all... Uh, go through criminal background checks, and those are updated on a monthly basis. Uh, That makes sense. When we're going to go to a school and they're concerned about these outside people coming in, Mm -hmm. I can tell the principal or superintendent that don't worry right through criminal background, sex offender history, no fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then if you're successful through that, there's a three hour screening in which we interview you and talk to and see the dog and see how you handle the dog. And we, we set up a little kind of a stressful role play to see how the dog interacts in kind of a little crazier environment. Uh, and then if you're successful there, you're invited to our three day workshop. And it's a, it's a pretty intense three days. And We talk about uh, the incident command structure and psychological first aid. Spend a lot of time learning about stress signs for you and stress signs for your dog because these deployments are quite stressful. Uh, We train with the Transportation Safety Administration because the dogs do fly in the aircraft. So we have TSA training. Uh, We expose them to fire apparatus and turnout gear and things like this just to see how they're going to handle those more stressful situations that Mm -hmm. they're going to face. Uh, in our crisis deployments.
1: That's fantastic. We will make sure to have that link that Nicholas mentioned in in the description. So
2: now you just now you were telling me earlier before we started the interview <laughs> that you just got Gus three weeks yes. ago.
1: Yes. Yes. And
2: so if you're thinking about getting Gus involved in this, the first thing I would suggest is. Uh, getting involved in uh, uh, a dog training class somewhere. The Humane yep. Society will do uh, has dog training. There may be kennel clubs that do dog training, and once you get down all the obedience stuff—the come, sit, stay, down—you uh, know, don't eat the furniture, the, don't, don't, yeah. eat other, don't eat other people, you know. Don't get of-
1: in this interview you know, you all know the don't, basic. Get, don't,
2: don't, don't jump up during the
1: interview.
2: <laughs> then you can, uh, then you can apply to one of the therapy dog organizations and be evaluated and tested uh, and then begin to do your the therapy work. And then after a year, work your way into crisis response.
1: Perfect. I know that you are in the UP, but hope is national. Are there other branches, if you will, across the state of Michigan, or are you, are you command central? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, yeah, I'm, I've got the Eastern Upper Peninsula Command Post, and as okay. long as the squirrel, squirrel runs in the wheel, I can <laughs> the world. Now, Hope is uh, divided into seven regions okay. uh, around the country, and we happen to be the Midwest region. And okay. I am the Midwest region co-manager for operations. I have uh, another co-manager. We have another co-manager in the Midwest uh, who lives down in Ohio, who does uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the administrative administrative things. Okay. So uh, we're in the Midwest region. Uh, we are Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri. I think I got them all. And- <laughs> And we have we have uh, Pacific Southwest, Pacific Northwest, Central Gulf Coast, Southeast region, and then Eastern U.S. region, and each have a, a regional manager.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. And, uh, and please give some, some extra snuggles on, on our behalf to your crew up there. Um, like I said, all of the, all of the links, uh, will be posted in the description. So keep doing the great work that you're doing and we really appreciate it. Thank Wonderful. You. Wow. I know who knew I I've always had a connection with dogs, and I've always known that they've been, you know, helpful and calming. But I had no idea the the links that they could go, and and just how how great and helpful they really can be. So kudos to everyone at Hope.
0: I am a cat person myself. Okay, and I um, I cannot even train Baxter to not track kitty litter into the bed at night. <laughs> So uh, way to go to train these dogs to do, to be heroes. Yes. Quite literally heroes. Quite literally. So we talked about raising money earlier. It's kind of fitting that the band (laughs) that we have this week is called After the Money is Gone. How's that for a segue?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. That is perfect.
0: After the Money's Gone, Betty White still has her dog (laughs) shelter. You can find out more about them on Facebook.com a t m i g and this is their song refuge